Mark 16. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go. Tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form to the two of them as they were walking into the country, and they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. End of reading. I want to start by reading a footnote here, because this is one of a couple places in the New Testament where... Uh, we have uh, a rather large section, like a couple paragraphs, that the earlier manuscripts of this particular section did not have this couple of paragraphs, uh, but some later manuscripts did. And so the, the people who made this Bible translation, rather than just deleting that, uh, or rather than leaving out that that section that was not in the earlier manuscripts, or rather than just including it without any mention of the manuscripts, they chose to put this here and make a very obvious indication that earlier manuscripts did not include this part. Um, so I'm just going to read the footnote. Some manuscripts end the book with verse 8, where it says, the women went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. So some manuscripts ended right there. The women leave the tomb. They were astonished. They didn't say anything to anyone. They were afraid. That's where it ends. In uh, 
some manuscripts. At least one. So now I'm going to continue reading the footnote. At least one manuscript inserts additional material after verse 14. Um, so verse 14 says, Afterward, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves that they were reclining. As they were reclining at table, he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. So um, some manuscripts include after verse 8, this this uh, little paragraph. But the women reported briefly to Peter and those with him all that they had been told. And after this, Jesus himself sent out by means of them from east to west the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. And then these manuscripts then continue with the rest of the verses that that I uh, read in the in the reading earlier. Now, uh, something I'll say about each of these different each of these different versions and each of these different inclusions or exclusions we have in these manuscripts is that all the things that all the things that these uh, inclusions or exclusions have are things that actually happened and we can we can see that they happened in other uh in other writings other gospel writings like matthew luke and john so for example uh the part where it says the women reported briefly to peter and those with him what they had been told that is in the book of john and then john and, and peter they run to the tomb and they check it for themselves so that's actually you know that's actually there um the other one, verse 12, after these things, he appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking into the country. That's at the end of the book of Luke. That's what uh, many call the Emmaus Road, uh, the Emmaus Road conversation or the Emmaus Road uh, discourse or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's where Jesus, the, the two guys don't recognize that it's Jesus. And Jesus is like, oh, what are you talking about? And then eventually Jesus goes with them into the house. He breaks bread with them. Uh, and then he he vanishes and then they realize, oh, that was Jesus. So that, you know, that actually does happen there. Um, then you have verse nine, the Mary Magdalene appearance. That's in the book of John as well. Uh, verse 14, he appears to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at table. That's in the book of John. You know, you have Thomas after doing the whole thing like I want to I want to put my my hand into the wounds and, and touch and feel and see him for myself. So, you know, we don't have anything in here that's, that's contradictory to other parts of the Bible. It's just, the reality is the, the new Testament was written and compiled in this way. And it was copied and, and transmitted this way in manuscripts. So, you know, if this kind of talk makes you uncomfortable, then the way that the New Testament was was made makes you uncomfortable, and that's the way that God chose to do it. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just we have to be honest that we have we have uh, manuscripts that on this particular part, the ending of the Book of Mark, there are different there are different versions, and there's a there's a a whole complex debate about that that I won't get into. And so instead, I just want to focus on. Uh, my reflections on the ending of this book. And what stands out to me about the ending of this book, wherever you want to, wherever you want to stop it, is the, 
the very humble beginnings of Christianity. You know, because if you go over to the book of Acts or you look at where Christianity is now, that it's there are people all over the world. There, there are millions and millions of people all over the world that are Christian in many different countries. And you look at where it started and the people with whom it started. It is, it is, uh, I mean, nothing can explain that except something divine happening in each of these people. Uh, you know, look at the people that are mentioned. Verse 8, the women went out, fled from the tomb, trembling and astonished, trembling and, and astonished. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. So at first they were they were scared to even talk about it. Obviously, eventually they, they did tell the disciples. You got Mary Magdalene over here, verse 9, from whom he had cast out seven demons. So one of the first Christians was you know, one of the first Christians of, of this of this turning of the age into the, the age of the church was Mary Magdalene, someone who had seven demons cast out of her. Then you have the disciples, verse 14, who at first struggled to believe. And even in this book, you can see they had issues. They had issues accepting that Jesus would would die on the cross, that he would that he would give himself in, in to be arrested and all this stuff. They fled. They they abandoned him. And it says here that Jesus rebukes them for their unbelief. Uh, and those are those are the the apostles right there. Those are the, the one of the foundation stones of of the church right here. And Jesus starts his movement with with these people, <laughs> and here we are today. And of course, we can see how they changed and how much bolder they 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 got. In books like the Book of Acts, or you can see in the writings that we have, the other writings that we have in the New Testament. Uh, so that's something that stood out to me. Another thing that stood out to me is that early in this book, you may or may not remember, Jesus actually specifically said that after he rises, he will meet the disciples in Galilee. Like he specifically says, "We are going to meet in Galilee after I rise from the dead." Um, so. That to me, yeah, that's in chapter 14, verse 28. Found it in a, in a cross-reference here. Ver, chapter 14, verse 28. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Um, so Jesus even specifies there so that they know it's really, you know, it's it's really happening. It's really him. And this is all going according to his plan. He even specifies the exact region that he's going to be in after his resurrection. That he's going to meet them in Galilee. Um, so I, I found that to be another another cool way that Jesus confirmed to his disciples that he knew what he was doing the whole time and he was totally in control the whole time. So those are the two things that that stood out to me that you know it's really amazing that Christianity started from this, from these very humble beginnings and these and these otherwise afraid people becoming now bold with the message of Jesus. Uh, and then the other thing of Jesus showing that he was in control the whole time, and this was all according to his plan. And these are the people that he's going to send out into the world with his gospel message. So grow with the growth that's from God.